0: Robin Kerry Stewart here from the Creating Magic Vacation Studio in beautiful St. Petersburg, Florida. Welcome to Travel Talk Weekly. This is episode number 96, original air date August 10th, 2021. And we are still on our cruise. We hope we are. We hope we didn't test positive for COVID. (laughs) I know, (laughs) right?
1: (laughs) Although we can't tell you much about it yet because we are still cruising the sea. We wrote the show before
0: we left. That's one thing we've never had to do before is have multiple shows recorded, done, and in the cloud ready to download. And, you know, we call that batching shows. And I know a lot of podcasters do that. We generally don't because our show has parts that are evergreen, but we also try to keep it really current, as in for the Disney show, you know, what's happened last week, you know, what what Disney announcements. And for this show, any kind of new travel news, especially with, you know, the government every other day changing their mind. Masks, no masks. Vax. No Vax. We don't know. What should we do? Who
1: knows? (laughs) And I'm sure that there is some travel news that is going on right now. So if there's anything that's super important, we definitely will be posting about that on our Instagram. And when we get back, we'll get you all caught up. But yeah, we had to because there is no way that we were going to be recording on this ship and then editing and then filming and trying to do shore excursions and all that happening while Mike and Ryan, who were traveling with us, hang out at the bar. That's just not fair.
0: Yes, and I would be joining them, so we're definitely not going to record this. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically yeah, enough, as we we're recording the show, Ryan's texting us about some of the stuff we're doing on our trip. Very cool.
1: Lots going on, but we are here, and we're excited about our topic
0: today. And this is the longest that will be gone since the summer of 2016, and we were in Italy filming for two weeks, and I just can't wait to go back to Italy. But that was all before we started podcasting, which we started in March of 2017.
1: Yeah, and ironically, when we were filming last, that's when the Olympics were going on. And I remember that you and I were watching the Summer Olympics while we were in Italy.
0: Yeah, we were watching them from Venice, and there were no channels on that were doing Olympics in English.
1: Yeah, it was kind of fun. So we're really excited that we actually now can check off our list that we will go to the home of the Olympics, which is Athens.
0: I want to go see the original Olympic stadium. Yeah, we're definitely
1: checking that out. And, you know, it's to our benefit that the Olympics then did get postponed one year. But technically, it's the 2020 Olympics. So I think that's pretty cool. But today's topic is something that I don't remember when we got started in the industry. Well, I kind of do. I think it was like an 08-ish. That
0: sounds about right. It's been a
1: long time for travel. And I've been in like corporate travel stuff for before when I was producing events. And so I would always just call these group trips. You know, over the years, this is a term that has become quite popular, and that is multi-gen, which means multi-generation.
0: So yes, multi-gen does not mean a bunch of girls named Jennifer traveling together.
1: Yeah, basically it means generations of family members, usually three, because you need multiple ones, which is a grandparent with their adult kids and then their adult kids' kids, which are their grandkids. Because if it was just parents and their kids, that just sounds like a regular trip, right?
0: It is. That's exactly what it is. (laughs) Technically, it's multi-gen because you got to bring the kids. So what do you think of when this topic is mentioned? Meaning what type of trip comes to mind? I think the two most popular would be a cruise or a trip to Disney.
1: And over this past year, with everybody being cooped up and not being able to see family members, this has definitely been a growing sector in the travel industry. You could add to that list all-inclusive resorts. Also, home and cabin rentals go into the mountains. And if you have an active family, maybe it's even a ski trip.
0: So even, if again, if it's the grandparents, the parents, and and the kids, you know, their kids, the grandkids, it still could be a fun ski trip, especially because there's the new Club Med that's opening up later this year in Canada, just north of Toronto. And there is so much to do that is not skiing. There are so many winter activities and and different things you can do up there that's not technically ski-related. Maybe the grandparents want to just sit around the fireplace in the lodge and drink hot (laughs) toddies. I'm not sure what's in those, but I think it's a thing.
1: So a lot of times when people are planning this type of a trip, it could also be called a family reunion. So we're going to break down kind of the pros and cons and what your family should look for. I'll start off with why all-inclusive resorts, if you have the budget, can work. They can take you to some really cool locations that will be very memorable for your family. And one of the things I love, it's kind of like a cruise ship where everything's included. So you're not going to be hit with a giant bill at the end because it's all paid for. But there's activities for everybody.
0: I think you're exactly right. When you do something, like it's not going to be like Unico, like where we went to for your birthday a year ago. You know, that's a couple's resort. But if you go to a place like Club Med, there are so many things to do literally for young kids. And kids of all ages, relaxing on the beach, take a dolphin cruise. But again, it's really, really important for this type of trip. And that's why cruising and all-inclusives are really sometimes the best idea is because you know what the cost is up front. If you're going to take, let's say, a trip to Disney, you know some of the cost up front, but you also know you're going to be spending a lot of money because it's Disney.
1: So when you're considering an all-inclusive, here's a couple things to look for. First off, find out if they have a kids program because that is good for everybody. The kids can go off, the cousins can all hang out and have a good time while the parents, the adults all go and do their adult things. So that's something to look for and not all kids clubs are created the same. You may also want to look into things like what type of water park are is there a water slide? And if you have a really active family, do they have some activities on property or excursions that will be included that everybody would love.
0: And that's why Beaches, you've all seen the commercials, that is the family side of the Sandals and Beaches company. It's so perfect. It's ultra luxury, but you can also have you know, a high-end butler suite, maybe for the grandparents, and maybe a base kind of oceanfront suite for the kids and grandkids. Yeah. And again, everything is included. I think it's funny. Sometimes we're like, okay, we're going to go to this all-inclusive resort. And here are some of the other activities we're going to do. And then we get there and we're like, nah, we're good. We're going to stay here. We're fine.
1: Because you're just having such a great time. We send a lot of multi-gen families to all-inclusives because it is easy. It is like a cruise, but cruising is not for everybody. One of my favorites Is the Nickelodeon resort. And in fact, they are just opening their newest one. But this is something that's really fun if you want to have something with a little bit of a theme, but also it's an all inclusive resort.
0: It's funny you bring that up because it's not in our show notes. And I was going to say this one of our travel partners that works for them, he was talking about that this week. I'm like, wow. What a great family resort. I know that the pineapple ones are not cheap, but you can stay in a pineapple under the sea,
1: but you're not under the sea. You're just in a pineapple.
0: It's like a kid's paradise.
1: If you have multiple families and you all want to kind of stay in like the same villa is if for all inclusives what you need to do is look and see if they have some of those upgraded rooms, because they do at some of these places. And in other cases, it's just going to be your basic room. And if that's not the experience you're going for, then you definitely need to look at a different resort. Because I know that a lot of times people like to get like those two, three, four bedroom suites, because at the end of the day, even though they're all hanging out the resort, they can come back and have their own living space to hang out. And that's why a lot of the airbnbs or villas have become super popular but we always caution you before you book that make sure you know what you're booking and that there is a very flexible cancellation policy
0: and it's not just because we're travel agents we know that The the Airbnb, VRBOs, you're just dealing with a property owner that says, yep, here's my keys, knock yourself out. They they might just own the place and know nothing about travel. One thing I know for a fact is that travelers are moving away from the online travel agencies like Travelocity and Expedia. And it's funny because I'm just starting to see Travelocity commercials come back. I'm like, It's like, wow, they're spending a lot of money on advertising. And that is one of the least efficient ways to book travel because you're doing all the work yourself. And if something goes wrong, you're going to pick up the phone and talk to a call center.
1: Now, a really fun thing that a lot of people do are family reunions we're going to still call them multi gen where every year they go back to the same destination i know that my best friend her family she's from a very large family nine kids and her brother throws like a big like fish boil or something and they all go back to the same place and it's
0: always the molten barn
1: it is over there. But they always you know, they get everybody. Their family obviously is giant because, you know, they have kids and kids and grandkids and great grandkids and, at this adults, point. and, and adults and cousins nephews. <laughs> yeah, and no, and it's super, super great. And trips when they're success, they will continue to grow and grow like this. So what started happening with a lot of families is over the years when home rentals and villas became popular, a lot of people would go back to the same destinations every single summer. And this usually is going to like a beach or a beach house, you find a place that you love, and you keep going back and you keep making memories. I know that we did some filming for a company that has a great resort over 40 years old on St. Pete Beach. And there were people that were going there that said I came here as a kid with my
0: parents and grandparents. Yeah.
1: And so you create traditions. And so sometimes those are really, really great. And there's a couple of things to know if you want to book that type of a multi-gen trip.
0: If you have a family, you know, they like to travel, but you guys don't have like a yearly trip. How about you start a family tradition? We're your partners. We'll help you put it together. You will be the vacation superhero of your family.
1: And here is something that I learned, actually, from Ryan and Shane over at the All Things Travel Show podcast. And I thought this was fantastic. If you do decide that we're going to rent a home rental, like I have a friend from college, and her family, every single summer, they rent a beach house. And they've been doing this for as long as I've known her, so for a very long time. And... The key that Ryan said was if you are going to do a home rental before you show up, you pre choose the rooms do not show up and then say, Okay, everybody go find your room. Because guess what, that may not work out because you want to set the expectation before people arrive of what to expect. And that's really important because when you're working with multiple family members, they need to know what they're signed up for for these trips to be a success.
0: That's a great tip. So here's what you do. If you're the organizer, you choose first. And then let's say it's you know three or four other bedrooms. Go to your favorites in the family first and tell them to tip you a little bit, and then you will select the room for them. So you <laughs> make a little extra money. There you go. <laughs> go to your sister and say, you want this room? It is the second biggest. Yeah, slip me 100 bucks. I think it'll work.
1: I think that could work. And maybe your family's not the type where you all want to be under one roof. If you know that in advance, that also will help you decide where
0: you want to book. Exactly. Sometimes you want two roofs. Sometimes you want three. Or four or five. (laughs) And these types of trips, it's not about everyone. Let's all do the same thing at the same time. Maybe you pick a few activities throughout the week and say, okay, we're all going to do this. And maybe, you know, a couple dinners, you all get together for that dinner. Again, this is where all inclusives really, really are the best. But then for the rest of the time, you do what you want. Again, we know it's family. You might not want to hang out with them 24-7 for a week. But do yourself a favor
1: and plan and schedule these activities together as a family. At least pick a few. So maybe it's like, hey, we're all going to go on this excursion. Or On this day, we are going to have a special dinner just for the family. Depending upon where you're at and which resort, they may even give you a private room where you can all dine together. But the key is take advantage of having your family together. Everybody can go and do some vacation stuff on their own. But remember, you're there as a family. So make sure that you schedule and everybody knows on this date, we're all going to get together, we're going to maybe all get a bunch of photos, maybe we'll all get dressed up. Maybe we're all going to go into town, we're going to do something. It all depends on where you're going. But if you don't schedule that, it's not going to happen and you'll be disappointed. And the big thing is, a lot of times grandma and grandpa are so excited to hang out with the kids. But maybe they don't have as much energy and they don't want to go and go and go and do all like the crazy things. But they still want to spend time with everybody make those activities
0: happen. I think probably our biggest tip for this type of trip, and it's the same thing we tell our Disney clients, plan this out as far as you can and don't wait for everyone to get on board. Get a couple people to say, hey, we're doing it. Here are the dates. Because if you try to get everybody to agree to the same date, it goes back to that whole philosophy of herding cats and it's not going to happen. And we know a lot of times you're going to have to pick dates where maybe it's The kids, it's their summer break or their winter break or their fall break or their spring break or their holiday break. And all the breaks they have. have (laughs) We never had these kind of breaks when I was a kid. So you may have to, to take that into consideration. So maybe if you don't have kids that have those breaks or your kids are older, pick someone in the family and they say, okay, yep, our kids, this is a week that's good for us and just do it. Invite everybody else along because if you try to get everybody to agree, it won't happen. But if you start the process, it's called FOMO. Fear of missing out. And that's, they know, wait a minute, half the family's going, well, now I have to go, as opposed to, well, no, they haven't selected the date yet. I want to go in October, but they want to go in November. I'm not going to do that. And all of a sudden, you say, nope, we're going in October. Wait, who else is going? Okay, now I got to go. Yeah, that's exactly how
1: that works. And that's why the further out that you can schedule these things, the better. And we're already booking into 2023.
0: I cannot believe that.
1: Which is crazy, but... Actually, it's only about 18 months out. So if you think about it, it's not that far away.
0: Have you ever done a multi-gen or family reunion type vacation? If you have, maybe you have a couple tips we can share with our listeners. Email rob at traveltalkweekly.com and there's a chance we may feature you on a future show. Doing travel with family is so exciting.
1: You're going to have some great stories. I mean, Some of my favorite stories growing up are when we were traveling, whether it was It was usually a road trip, but we did do a couple flights down to California, and creating those memories is what your kids, your grandkids, they're going to remember the most, creating these fun traditions. Do yourself a favor, get a family trip on the books with your extended family. And
0: some of my favorite stories are listening to your travel memories as a kid. I know, right? They're the best. We
1: could do a whole podcast on them sometimes. Wow, that was a long pause. I think you're going to say no. Yeah, I was (laughs) trying to think of
0: something clever, and I just came up with not a chance. Life is too short to not take awesome vacations. Get your next trip on the books.
1: And let's help you get back to a multi-gen or even your first multi-gen vacation.